When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A stock market version of the Touchline Media Group um, because we're completely unregulated and somebody's going to make money off of this. Probably not the people in charge, but somebody. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. Uh, I am joined by a special guest. Uh, you know him from Twitter, perhaps. Um, is, that, is, is that the tr- who, who is that the Brent Big Friendly Giant? uh iron giant iron giant i so so i never i never saw that uh oh highly recommend great great uh, so so as as many listeners know um i am i i have children who are getting to the age where they can start watching uh things so 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 maybe that'll be on we've been watching a lot of bluey recently um no, no not not quite the same like maybe age eight i would say age eight okay so we're a solid four years away from that good to know so uh Mick G here with us, um, obviously coming off of uh, the Nations League. What we really want to talk about is uh, shows for eight-year-olds. Um, I, I don't know if you have any like strong opinions about Avatar The Last Airbender, um, but um, that's that's what I'm most excited about uh, in terms of things that are coming back. They're, they're, this, this came across my feed today. I don't know if you're ever an Avatar fan, but it was. Uh, I wasn't, but I understand it's very good. It just has not made it into my world. So what I'll say about it is that um, I watched it with my wife in like early COVID days. Um, Like we got through it um, and she was like, that is not a show for kids. And I don't understand (laughs) why they marketed it as such. Um, Like episode three deals with genocide pretty head on and it it just goes from there. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, coming off the Nations League, um, we, we briefly recapped the, uh, the game itself against Canada, which I don't, I don't know about, about you and, and, and I want to get your thoughts on sort of the whole thing in sort of a broad brush, sure. but like, 
it felt super anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that game was killed off so early. I mean, it just, it never really felt like Canada was in it. I mean, I think the, the critical feature was like, is, is Fonzie Davies is going to show up? And if he does, is Joe Scali going to be able to stop him? And I think the answers were like, no and yes. And, and it, it really just iced the game so early on. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, you saw it like, like, like I, like I mentioned in our last episode, like their whole theory seemed to be Richie Larea can go at Jedi. And once that didn't work, it right. was sort of like, oh, okay. Now what? Like, what, what is your plan B? Um, and obviously once when, when Geo was in the game, like it wasn't fair. No, like, he was, he was just doing whatever he wanted. And then Way he, too much sauce. Too much sauce. I again, Jonathan Osorio's Jack is still in Vegas, um, <laughs> but and and yeah, like Davies when Davies is healthy and can get the ball in dangerous spots, like there's I'm I, I'm still not certain that there's a better player in Concacaf. I don't think that there is one. Certainly not a better outfield player. Like I, you know, Navas sort of holds the 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 crown until he doesn't. Right. Um. But. I guess he like sort of only plays one out of every three games seemingly plays when he feels like it plays when he feels like it, which is, I mean, lot to, lot to look to there. Um, But, but yeah, so coming off of this nation's league, um, you know, obviously uh, we have sort of, this is our pool, right? Like this is our summer as much as, as I'm excited and I am excited, like make no mistake. I'm excited about the gold cup because um, unlike many fans on, on Twitter, I guess, like I don't, I don't actively hate the teams that I support um, all the Weird. time. <laughs> this is strange. Why would you ever do that? Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing. And like, look, like I, I think the funniest part to me about about our community, such as it is, is that like a lot of the responses appear to be like, "We're not toxic. Do you want to see something toxic?" And then they show like Nazis in Italy, and it's like, "Yeah, there's gradients. Like for <laughs> yeah. sure, us us being mad about Greg Berhalter is not Nazis in the streets, but but there are the people with like the uh, Berhalter Hitler mashup uh, I profiles see that going around. Yes, That's, oof. yeah. What a, what a choice. Um. Also, just like just to be clear here, like. Hitler wasn't known for a strong defense. <laughs> like inappropriate <laughs> reference, one hundred percent on multiple levels. Uh, I'm just saying that, like when when people decided to go on the attacking uh, foot against Hitler, he um, he wasn't really able to handle it and uh, died. Because remember, dear listener, uh, if you support Nazis or the Confederacy, you support losers who are zero and one in the. Uh, both are each 0-1 in the sole uh, event in which they attempted to win. Uh, and the world is better for it. As well so, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so so let's 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 sort of go through this. You know, on a on a sort of broad level, I think everybody's stock up. Like it, it's sort of hard to be um stocked down after a six-point window where you didn't give up a goal and at no point were either of the games particularly close. Um uh, but, I'd say stock down for that referee from the yes. U.S. Mexico game. <laughs> that that that's if, if if that were like like you know how uh, I don't know if you're an NBA fan. Um, I I know you live in the Pacific Northwest. Go so. Supersonics. That's there you go. <laughs> that's my NBA fandom. So. Uh, not current. Not yet, but but one day we'll bring him back. 
Um, probably not, but but you know, one can hope. You sort of, well, you sort of need the the the, the specter of Seattle um, so that every other uh, basketball team can jack up its fees so that oh yeah, if you don't give us a new stadium, we'll move to Seattle, and then nobody ever moves to Seattle. It's like what um, the NFL had it with Vegas for a really long time, and then uh, they did it. They finally did it. Finally did it. Um, which is weird. Again, nobody lives in Vegas. Um, and, and nobody wants to be in Vegas on a Sunday. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people thought this through, but it's like Vegas is a Thursday to Sunday morning town and you want to leave Sunday morning. They should exclusively play Thursday night games. Yeah. Then you'd get sellouts. Like no problem. Um, and, and when they, when they go, uh, like when college football ends and they go to Saturday night games, that works too. Um, Monday nights should never happen in Vegas. I'm like for anybody, not just for, for the Raiders, but like for you, dear listener, don't be in Vegas on a Monday night. It's not, nothing good will happen. Um, so let's, let's sort of go through, you know, but anyways, the point I was making about the, uh, the ref is like when they have those like last two minute reports in the NBA, like they'll be like, these are the mistakes you made. The, this should have gone this way. This should have gone that way. It's like, like an attempt at transparency that doesn't actually change anything. But, you know, I appreciate it as a, as a basketball fan. Yeah. Um, like, I would love to see the last 20-minute report of that, or last 45-minute report of that ref. Uh, and just, like, let's go down in detail. Uh, like, uh, Coach 30, I, I don't know if you know Coach 30, but uh, Coach 30 on Instagram, just like, here are the mistakes you made. Let's let's look into why you didn't give uh, Antuna that second yellow that he so clearly deserved. And- right picked off everything so they they do get they actually get evaluated like that on a game-by-game basis so i'm i'm sure he received some sort of feedback um i think the clearest indication that is going to be what his next big game is right there's only a there's a small pool of fifa certified refs within Concacaf. by the way i'm a referee obsessive if you didn't know that about me and honestly it's the only reason anybody followed me on twitter to begin with (laughs) um i used to have a referee blog it's it's a problem. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hold on. I, I, so as a basketball coach, um, I spend a lot of time talking to referees. Yeah. Um, what what I've noticed is that uh, referees will let you yell at them much more than they'll let you be sarcastic with them. That's what I've learned in my day. Is that I've gotten way more texts for sarcasm than for like out and out anger. Interesting. Yeah. I guess there's a difference between venting and like really going at them and trying to jab them. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, so, so this ref actually, like, since you know about this, let's like, sort of like drill down on that. Sure. How many, I mean, how many roughly, how many certified refs are there? Like how many um, refs can there be? Like, uh, there's, yeah. I mean, I think there's usually like, let's call it four from each country, but it varies by the size of the country. I used to know this stuff. Um, there, I, I wrote an article for ASA a long time ago. I think it was prior to the 20, 18 uh no it must have been the 2014 world cup talking about all the referee pools and, and going over their stats and stuff so i'm a little rusty but um but there's there's only a handful from handful from each country really and uh you know those are the top refs and, and you know you get elevated to that position you don't luck into it so you have to you know consistently get positive grades especially in in these high profile situations or these these high profile moments and so yeah as you said not giving Antuna that second yellow is probably something that's gonna I don't know exactly what the scoring system looks like um, but that's probably something that if the evaluator felt that he didn't decide appropriately there uh, you know could 
could significantly dock his his grades there. And typically what you see as far as, you know, disciplinary action is not necessarily some overt suspension or anything like that, but they just won't get high profile assignments for a while, right? They'll they'll kind of have to work their way back up. So I know this guy did a he did a USA Mex um qualifier in 2021. It was the Cincinnati game. And um so it wasn't like he didn't know what was to be expected right in in so many ways so i i got to imagine that the the crew you know went in thinking that they were going to be able to handle stuff but obviously as we all saw there was an opportunity to handle it and and missed it <laughs> yes um so i think i so so i looked him up i'm not actually going to give his name because that seems like a very bad idea like you can look it up i i it, it took me 5 minutes to figure out who was the ref in this game i think it's notable that he's 32 he is young. Yeah. He's young. And like, I, I think that like, that probably is part of it. I, you know, if, if I, I can see this rep, like if this rep is 50, right. Like he's not, he's not going to get into these situations and, and maybe, maybe there's a little more respect. There's a little more deference, but um, I, I, I guess that's, that's ultimately what, you know, what it is, but he, he domestically, refs in El Salvador. Yep. So um but yeah, he and and he also he was a ref at the World Cup. Right. He's been in high profile moments. I you know, I think this one just got away from him. Like it happens. It was certainly a learning experience. Yeah. Um and and I, I will say like what was interesting is I bet that like especially when you consider the last final between these two countries, the, the 2021 nations league, it wasn't that bad on the field. It was a lot of off the field stuff, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things being thrown. And this time it, it seemed like the fans were more or less fine. Like I didn't, I, I, I you know, Serginho's ass caught a, a cup of beer in the face, but like for CONCACAF, I, I want to give us like a B plus for that. fan. Right. Uh, also chant aside, but you know, every single time, every, every single, single time. time, every single time. Um, I actually have a funny story about that. One of my friends who's not really a soccer fan, he, uh, he, it sort of like came across his feed that it was that, that this happened, that the game was suspended early, whatever. Yeah. And he was like, I cannot find what the chant is. Like nobody will write out what this chant is. And I was that's like, pretty good actually. That's awesome. Because at yeah. some point it will like, you can't recreate it, which is great. Um, But anyway, so, so going, going through the sort of the, the the whole roster and I, I think i want to do it like that instead of yeah. not going by by starters um so going by position groups let, let's 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 go with the uh with the keepers um so matt turner i mean i'll i'll i i i figure we can we can sort of alternate here but i i think matt turner is is stock flat yep 100 percent agree yeah we, like, we got matt turner exactly what we expected he's a little loose with his uh ball control with his feet uh but didn't create any real problems and he's an excellent shot stopper like what what else do you want like yeah like he's our guy he's our guy it's not I, i i don't i don't even know who it would be close with um and he saves shots like the, the I, thing that matters. He, right. He does the thing that we want him to do. Um, I, I did, I will say that I felt like the last time 
we saw Turner, the last couple of times we saw Turner, it, it looked like he was making very strong progressions with the ball at his feet. Um, this seemed like back to a little bit of a regression to old Matt Turner, um, maybe because he plays two games every six months. Well, it's interesting. So I guess in the fall, Arsenal would have been coming off their domestic cup run where he would have been getting regular play probably right. like at least every other week. Um, and, and he probably has, I don't know when the last time he had a game was, but you got to figure it's been months. They were out of both domestic cups by February. They were out of Europa by early March, but he wasn't even playing Europa knockouts. Right. Um, so I, I think that that's probably part of it. He'll get a ton of run, um, for the rest of the summer, I guess. Um, and, uh, but anyways, do you, do you have any thoughts on Sean Johnson or Drake calendar? Uh, Nope. Nope. Sean Johnson, perfectly fine. You know, good locker room guy. Hopefully Gaga can take over. I, yeah. I mean, my, my view of, I, so I'll, I'll say this. Sean Johnson is a, a good soldier and I'm, I'm like glad that he gets, he gets called up because seemingly it's useful. Yeah. Um, you know, Drake calendar, like seems like a average ish MLS keeper. But he's also, I think he's only like 23 or 24. Right. Well, he's not 23 because he's not going to be Olympic eligible. So he's 24 or 25, I guess. Um, but yeah, Gaga seems to be seems to be who we're all sort of assuming is going to be number two. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't watch any Inter Miami. I guess we're going to all watch a lot more. A lot Inter-Miami of, <laughs> a lot in, of in the future. Um, so it's, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, but. it's sort of a shame that Messi is like who he is, like sort of the humility that he has, because like, I would love for Drake calendar to have like a, you know, like a really stupid goal given up and just to watch Lionel Messi lose it. Just like full, full blown Zlatan. Just like, yeah. Right. I, I, I would love that. Um, Okay. So going to the central defenders. um, So that the, the three that played sort of significant minutes, obviously trusty got in at the end. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, but Miles Robinson, what do you got? Oof. I mean, uh, bummed, bummed that he came up with a, a tight hamstring or whatever happened. But uh, I mean, again, super solid. I think exactly what we expect. Uh, he's been progressing. I, I don't, you know, he, he's fast. Yeah, he's a great pairing. I mean, I, honestly, I just want to, I want to talk about Richards more, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 I know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh stock slightly up i would say i and i expect that trend to continue so i i i was i've I've sort of always had a weird thought with miles robinson and and we've talked about this a lot on the pod like burhalter 2.0 was we don't care if our our center backs can play with the ball it's just be fast be defensive do your job yeah um but having him with richards who can do both um is such an interesting thing because Robinson gets to be that defensive player without any real ball progression responsibility. Um, and, and when he's sort of the other ball progress, the other center back, he can make those passes, right? Like, it's not like he's bad with the ball at his feet. He does have, there was, I think Matt Doyle MLS uh, was tweeting it out probably a month or so ago, but every now and again, he has some just, nasty seeing eye pass that breaks three lines it's not like he doesn't have that club in the bag he probably just doesn't have the consistency to do it with confidence at the international level it wouldn't surprise me if at 
29 or 30, he's out there in the Tim Ream role, right? And just just lacing passes to the wing or big, you know, big switches. It's possible he, he can get there. Um, but I don't think anybody expects that of him at this point, you know? No. And, and I guess from, from my perspective, I'm going to say stock up because um, coming off of the injury that he had last year, right. um, like you don't know if, what it's going to look like against a serious side and, and ostensibly Mexico is serious, although, you know, debatable, whatever, <laughs> debatable. Um, yeah. Just, just for the record. Yes. Santiago Jimenez is as good as Florin Balogun. You're right. Good call. <clears throat> Let's uh let's talk about Chris Richards and how he's the best center back in CONCACAF. Possibly the greatest of all time. Maybe. I mean, who, people are talking. Yeah. <laughs> Many people have been saying. People have been saying uh, that Chris Richards is the best center back in CONCACAF history. Um I don't I don't know what there is to say about him. Like suck up, obviously. Yeah. But like I don't oh, yeah. know I don't know what's going on in his career that he can't get a run of games 5 in a row anywhere ever didn't, I, I thought he was getting some work under Vieira at Crystal Palace and then I thought an injury kept him off the field and then he just never picked up after Vieira got let go I could be misremembering I don't no, pay that close attention so he was he was sort of like in and out like starting here came coming in off the bench right, started spot here, start yeah got hurt Vieira got fired didn't see the field again yeah you know the the thing that I is most interesting to me about Richards was in my head, he's still 21 and he's now 24, 23, 23. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, the, yeah, I guess 28 March, 2000. So just turned 23. Yeah. So in my head, he's still like super young and, and he is, I mean, for and, a and he back, is. yeah. Right. Yeah. Center backs go long. So it was, an, it was the initial um, lens that I viewed his performances through were like, wow, I can't believe this 20 year old, 21 year old is out there bossing it. And I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, yeah, yeah, he's super young. He's like 21 maybe. And I looked it up and I was like, ah, actually he's two years older than I thought. Still perfectly like, like excellent progression. Couldn't be happier with his performance at nation league, obviously like what, what else would you want? But I, it, it really recalibrated for me that just like, okay, this, that all that acceleration, that change that we saw in him didn't happen in a vacuum. Like I missed the time component of it, but it's like, I guess we should have been expecting this maturity. And, and that kind of surprised me. Like I wasn't expecting to see it, but it was only because I didn't realize how much time he'd actually put in at Bayern and gone through into crystal palace. Like to me, he was still young. And I, and so I wasn't expecting that progression. And so I don't know if I would have viewed things any differently, but after the fact, I was like, oh, of course he's getting good because he's getting older and he's putting on weight and they, like he's getting game time and he's training at a high level. So like it really made sense, but I didn't realize it until after the fact. I don't know. It was just one of those quirky little things your your brain does to you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in uh, like I'll say this. I, I have thought that Gianluca Busio is 17 for about five straight years now. Right. Um, so like I, and, and we're not going to talk about like the, the gold cup guys, because I, I, that's a later issue. Um, we will deal with that later. So I, I want to give the, like the most, and, and I want to say this in the nicest and most positive way possible. Walker Zimmerman is stock even because he continues to just be really good at what he, 
is and do what he does. And, and I don't that think we is, need anything else. We don't. He's, he's just there as a reference point, and we're waiting for people to pass him by, which, like, hopefully he's fine with that role. But as fans, we should be stoked about that, that we have this very solid, above-average MLS center back, and we're just waiting for people to pass him, and they're on the right trajectory. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't I don't remember the last time I was this happy about center backs for the national team. It's, it's probably, I mean, it's been a while. It's like um, the, the only reference point I have is for the women's national team and their current center backs. Unfortunately, like yeah. Sauer runs out injured, but the two young, you know, women are right there and we're already like not nipping at her heels, but we were waiting for them to pass Becky anyway, not to get I, totally off topic. We'll, we'll, we'll get there as well. But like, I, I will say that like, I am not comfortable with Becky Sauerbrunn not back there because like, look, like I vaguely remember an era, a time when she wasn't there. Like, like I, like I have this like vague memory of a time before Kelly O'Hara. Right. I don't really remember it, but like, I, I don't know if time existed before Becky Sauerbrunn was a national team level center back to be perfectly honest. She's, she is eternal. It, it, she is to the women's team. What, um, what Beasley was for the men's team where it was just like, just pencil him in. I don't know, nope. really care where just nope. he's there. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on Austin trustee for the, however many 10 minutes he got, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Forgettable. Think, and yeah. that's great. Like as long as he didn't make any mistakes, that's all we needed. So I, I sort of put him in the same category um, as like McKenzie Palmer Brown you can say trusty, you can say Carter Vickers. I think people like CCV a lot more, but to me, it's like, you have this like sort of, and, and, and scuffed who we obviously steal everything from has like the concept of the hat for strikers, which right. we no longer have because Balligan. Um, but like for center backs outside of Richards, like I, you can, you can put a lot of guys out there that I would sort of be like, okay, cool. Yeah. And like trustees there, Zimmerman's there, McKenzie's there, Carter Vickers is there, Miles is there. Basically everybody north of Aaron Long, I'm like, cool, great, whatever. Yeah. It'll probably be fine. Unless we're talking about World Cup. Yeah, put anybody you want in the sorting hat. Like yeah. Richard's gotta be there because we want him to get the experience because he's cl- he's clearly gonna be there. And the the other six of them will sort themselves out over the next three years and we'll we'll have an awesome center back pairing because someone will eventually step up. And like if it's like, look, might be Brandon Craig, who I think is supposed to start this week um, for the first time in MLS or like, I don't be, know who that is. He's a U20. Um, <laughs> but like, like what I'm saying is that like, we, we don't know who's going to be the world cup or the center back. It might be Tim Ream. I, I don't know because center backs can play a long time. You might, you might, who we start at Copa, I think is probably Richards and Ream, which is fine, which is fine. What is he? 34? Um, 30, yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's 34. It might okay. be 35. Um, but like I have I, one, one more good push in the legs. Yeah. I think, I think Reem probably wants this season with Fulham until they get relegated, which they will. And then, uh, uh, that Copa. And then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he retired after the Copa. Um, like he's, he's old, he's played a really long time at a really high level. Like I, I imagine he wants to go fishing. And, and that's not a euphemism. Like I, I like I assume he's he's like Clint, who just wanted to go fishing for ten yeah. years after he stopped playing. Um, pullbacks, we 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 saw three of them. Um, I think stock up for all three. Like I don't I don't need to like run through it, but like 
I don't have anything more to say about Serginio Dest. I, 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 the only, the only thing I have about Serginio Dest is I was worried that he was going to get punched so much earlier in that game (laughs) because like the first time he did like a little like half Cruyff turn or whatever, like he just dusted somebody. It was like the sixth minute. I was like, Serge, no, these people will hit you. What are you doing that for? Like, (laughs) please be careful. (laughs) Serge, we we need you, sir, please. Yeah. Um, I, I like it, it's it's so interesting to me because like I look I don't watch a lot of him in his club because he doesn't play for whatever club he's currently at at any given time Milan yeah yeah um like I I watched him when he was at Barcelona I watched him in like the three games he played for Milan um but like every time he comes to the national team you're like this dude is is Bayern Munich level he is Barcelona level he is whatever you want him to be he can do it's just like I think the thing is is that it it's and and I said it last time it was like you need him to pay like to if you're a club fan you need him to give a shit for more than two weeks at a time but if you're an international fan you really don't no we really don't need him to care for more than two three weeks at a time as Um, long as he's fit doesn't really matter where he's playing and we know know he shows up Right. And like, like there are certain people who you like, they don't need to be in a run of form. And Serginio Dust is one of them. Doesn't matter. He'll show up. He'll be better than people in front of him. It'll be fine. Um, I do think Jedi has gotten better. Um, and that's sort of like a broader view. I, I, I said something on, on our Mexico recap pod that I want to, I want to absolve myself of, which is I said uh, something to the effect of like, he is who he is, but I think he's gotten a lot better. I just like, it's like the, the frog boiling in the pot for me. Is that like, he hasn't like, he, I don't ever, I don't think that he ever like had like a jump. It's just like, he's just gotten like steadily better to yeah. the point where now he's like uh, uh, the best left back we've ever had, which, you know, faint praise, but still. I mean, I think where we see that is predominantly in the close control <clears throat> and like those, those little, um, those little kind of tikka moves where previously all he did was push the ball and run, Right. And yeah. and he and he's added that short game, you know, he 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 put that club in the bag and it's not perfect, but he can one two with Pulisic or Which off of huge. Musa or yeah, right? I mean and it's there. And, you know, every ten games he'll score a goal and do a backflip and pretend to tear his hamstring. It'll be great. I really I hate it every time. Um and Scally, um I think Scally what I have to say about Scally is that like I think for a lot of people, when you have like a young, exciting 19 year old fullback, like you think of him as someone who's like, oh, is he a misplaced winger? Who's, who's like really going to have to learn how to play defense. I think, I think Scally is a short center back. Like he's just <laughs> like so responsible with the, like on the ball defensively. Like I, I he's like the apotho- apotheosis of that, like Klinsman stay at home left back. Like, right. it's just like, we can we can play with a three man platform if we want to. It works like Scally at this point is to me like sort of interchangeable with the Reggie Cannon. Like he's better, I guess, but like you can you can run those two out as your backup fullbacks, and it's like you can play a different way than the way you play with Destin Jedi, which I like. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it just it switches the responsibility to go forward from Dest to Jedi. Not that either, especially shy, but I think you know. Jedi has a little bit more of an impetus to to stay back when Dest is rotating up into the midfield or pushing into the corner. Um, I don't think 
Dust has any awareness of what's happening on the he other side not. of the field. He's just doing Dust things. Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, like, I, I don't know. Which what is fine. Dutch, which is yeah, totally fine. No, totally fine. No, not a I criticism. Don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the Dutch version of "not my pig, not my farm" is, but it, I, I assume that's like, well, they scored from the left. That I, I am the right back, and it's like, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Virginia. But yes. come on. <laughs> um, no, I think Scally's really good. I don't know if you caught the interview that uh, Sanjay Kumar, I think his name is, did on Scuffed. Uh, earlier this week with him and he talked a little bit about going to the Bundesliga and I mean he talked about a bunch of stuff but he specifically talked about how when he got there his one his one-on-one defending was not what he thought it was and it was something he just had to work and work and work and work at and so like that is that is clearly top of mind for him and he views it as either his biggest shortcoming or or you know something that that you know he needs to continue to work on and i think we saw that on display and especially in combination with reem against davies or not reem with wea against davies like the two of them just barely let davies get a sniff and you know, sure, you're not as fast as Alfonso Davies. That's fine. Luckily, you've got a guy who's super fast right behind you coming to, you know, pick up the slack. And 75% of the time you get the stop. Like, I don't know what more we could ask from him. I, I stock up yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And who also has a stock up, I assume, because I don't know all of our sponsors, but I assume that it's someone that I'm not going to be ashamed of, uh, is this sponsor. Please don't be Philip Morris. It's been bird dogs recently, which which I'm fine with. Um, also, also indeed, you're fine. Uh, Coors Light, great, um, but but not Philip Morris. Let's let's try to avoid that. Um, avoid the appearance of impropriety. Right? Is that is that the buzzword today? Sure. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Let's. So so now we're in the midfield. Um, I want to start with the one person who I, I actually I actually do think that there's stock downs here. Stocks yeah. down. Um, and specifically, I want to talk about the one that I'm most sort of disappointed in. Um, I thought that Luca did not look very good. Um, and I think that BJ Callahan going with Aronson over Luca at an eight role. Um, said a lot. It says a lot. Yeah. Um, and like, I like Luca. And if, if our fourth midfielder in, in our setup is is a La Liga starter like Luca fine but like I I I'm not I I keep waiting to be impressed I guess is the way that I like I want to put it and he he has those runs right like those like Musa light runs yeah slowing um, yeah yeah but like I don't I don't know like I I'm just like not not impressed is probably the way to put it I mean I think it's a fair characterization right he you see it in moments he seems to have the tools but if you can't do it consistently, like what do those little flashes do for you? Yeah, you can play on a half turn, but if you just barrel into the next guy after you beat the first guy on the half turn, what good is that going to do? You know, if you can if you can take the half turn, beat a man and open a window to make a pass, great, do it. Don't try and beat another guy when you know that you can't or, you know, you know, maybe the moment was too big for him. Maybe he actually does it in La Liga like that. I, I don't know. I, I know he was in a big relegation fight this year, but I don't watch him regularly. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that, you know, for, for our sake as a team, 
hopefully it was a, a case of, you know, the jitters and the moment. And he's actually better than that because yeah, I think everybody wants him to be good because you see those moments, but if that's, if that's the best he's got. And I think from a lot of the rest of the team, we did see their best or close to their best in a lot of ways, given yeah. the circumstances, right? Short training camp, right? This wasn't after a month of being together, but given the circumstances. With a coach, with a coach they've never met before. Right. <laughs> given the circumstances, everybody else seemed to really excel um, or at least be, you know, met, met the needs. And I don't think we saw that from Luca, unfortunately. No. Um so talking about the other person who I, who I see as a stock down and that's just, it, it, it's not his fault, but Brendan Aronson is not a center midfielder. Absolutely not. He's just not. And like, there's things that he does really well. Um, running a lot. He's, he's super good at that. And, and people might think like I'm being sarcastic or like minimizing it. I'm not, it's really hard to run as hard and as fast as he does for as long as he does. Right. Um, but he can't do anything in the middle of the field. Yeah. He's got to be, he's got to be that, you know, breaking case of emergency 60 to 70th minute sub where we need action, action, action. Right. And, and put him on the wing. Don't put him in the center of the park. Just let him terrorize one side and implement a press and, and, you know, and shift, shift the ball back into the center of the field where, you know, other people can pick up the press and then do something with it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's that's his main problem. Is he doesn't seem to be able to do anything with it once he gets it. You can do a lot worse than rich man's Paul Ariola as right. your as your third or fourth winger, like and a, and a decade younger. Right, like that's like th- that's what we're looking at, and I think like and also Paul Ariola is in the news today because you know other reasons, but like um, or yesterday, time is meaningless. But I missed that entirely. Oh, he, uh, so he tweeted out, like, there was something about, um, oh, someone tweeted out, like, it's insane that we had to wait for Paul Areola to get injured for way to, to get a start. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And then, like, Areola, like, tweeted out something that, like, if you're an adult or you've ever been injured or you've ever played sports, like, is, like, one of those things where you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, and, like, you realize that, like, I've never, look, I've never tweeted shit at an athlete i've never booed as a as a home fan um that's not true i did once probably booed the ref at some point yeah like i've never booed my own team i booed my own team once and it and it was and i felt bad about it i'll I'll admit that i was like 19 and i felt bad about it um although you would boo the the 2012 michigan state offense as well i'm just saying that's fair um but like it it, that sucked. And if you were one of the people who was tweeting out, like, it's good that Paul Ariola got hurt. Um, touch grass, grow up. I, I don't know what else. To tell I you. don't think those people are listening to this podcast. That's fair. They stopped listening once we, uh, you know, brought Ben on, um, <clears throat> and tried to go about things in an analytical and reasonable fashion. Um, enjoy your YouTubers. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Johnny. Um, do you remember him being on the field? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thoughts. Cause I, he seemed invisible to me. Um, I mean, I don't think, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So I don't think he was asked to do a lot, uh, which is fine. Um, he, he was he's there only 21. Yeah. He's very young. Um, oh. he's, interesting. He, he's known, uh, he's known as a defensive midfielder. I think in our setup, the way he came in, we didn't really have a defensive midfielder. We had two banks of five, basically, or a five-four-one. Yeah. So we didn't really get to see that. He was 
he was taking up space. He was blocking passing lanes, occasionally interrupting. Um, but at that point, everything was was kind of a mishmash. And like, that's not a slight on him. I didn't have super high expectations for him. I'm just glad he didn't, he didn't make any mistakes. Right. I mean, at this point, those kind of guys where we want him to get reps and not make big mistakes. Or that's my, my desire anyway. Um, I, I'm also going to say that I, I think that I have like a very negative view of, of Johnny, because the only time that I extensively watched him was in Olympic qualifying under Jason uh, Price. Yeah. yeah. And nobody looked good that 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 setup. Um, but so so I I'd, I'd be interested to see more. Uh, according to the people on Twitter who knows things, uh, twenty nine um, Johnny is not long uh, for Brazil. He's he's moving on, um, which I'm very interested in. See yeah. where he goes. Good for him. McKenny um, and Musa. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about McKenny first because obviously he played significantly fewer minutes than Musa. Um, McKenny is an American hero and nothing that he does at any point makes me love him less. Um, him kissing the crest after getting into another scuffle with Mexico is, is worth its weight in gold for me. He he could retire today and be in the Pantheon. <laughs> it's there's, there's no question. About like, it. like whenever somebody does those, like, you know, best 11s of all time, right? Like McKenny doesn't make it, but he should because if you're playing a best 11, you're playing Mexico's best 11 at some point, and you're going to need McKenney on the field. You just okay. need him there. <laughs> um, as for Musa, I, I want to say something about Musa that I think is, and I, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on this. For the entirety of qualifying, he couldn't play two games in a row. Like the second game that he played in a row, he always looked crummy. Like mm-hmm. he, he looked a step slow. He, he was soft, like something. He played two really good games back to back. Um, and we needed him to, right? Like against Canada, we needed him to be himself. And he he played as a lone six, essentially, against against a Canada team that could not play through the middle. Yeah. And I... It, was the last time we saw him properly in World Cup when he was just gassed and, and couldn't... Basically, all he could do was stay on his feet, but he just kept going anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we, we saw him against, like... El Salvador. Sure, and, but that I mean that doesn't right, count. Like, yeah, but nobody nobody was paying attention to that. Um yeah, I, I the last time we saw him seriously was when he w- could he and and Tyler Adams couldn't stand up. Right. And like I don't I don't fault them for it. Like if you want to fault someone, you can you can fault Burhalter or people's parents 20 years ago for not producing another midfielder who was who could be on the field. Right. Well, and I think in the in the World Cup especially, that was a compressed schedule, right? There was one day fewer rest than is typically afforded because they were squeezing it in the middle of the season. So, I mean, you know, that's a little disingenuous. But, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Again, young, 20, right? What what does a 20-year-old's fitness look like when they're, when they're trying to grow into a full professional? And, you know, how, how do you know – when it's okay to give somebody three nineties in a week for the first time and, and hope that they can, you know, hope that they can make it. I don't know the answers to those questions, but I think what we're seeing is just, you know, biological maturation. I mean, maybe there's something else at play, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's that simple, right? He's getting his lungs, he's getting stronger and, and he's just getting used to it. Yeah. I I think that that's like basically spot on. Um, He got into a fight with, his fans today. So I don't know how long he's going to be at Valencia um, because 
Uh, it turns out a lot of Valencia's fans um, are not super keen on people of a certain skin color. Ah, uh, yes, Spain, famously racist. Famously racist. Uh, but anyways, for for Musa, I think stock up just simply by 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 virtue of the fact that like he was able to stay on his feet for 180 minutes straight. I th- I would go a step further than that. Like stock up for becoming a midfield Swiss Army knife, right? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously it was it was clear that he could play the eight. Some would even say he was a capable ten and you know limited capacity, but like the ability to advance the ball. You know, he's got a little bit of that Darlington Nagby thing where you know he's he's got so much ball security and he best can player in the world up until the attacking third. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, best graphic ever. Um, best, best graphic ever. So not a true ten, but you know, like a, an eight and a half or something like that. But now that he's he's demonstrated that he can be a six, right? I mean, I don't know what that says about Tyler Adams necessarily. I mean, obviously the the thing that comes back to is what are the chances we're going to have our four best midfielders healthy for any extended stretch of time where this becomes a real problem? It Probably has not happened low. yet. Yeah, right. it has not happened yet. Um, which brings us to, and, and I think you're right. Like, I think that if we have four, the, if those four, are playing for three spots. We're in a much better spot than we were six months ago. Um, yeah. Where when we Kellen had... Acosta was making up the third. Right. Um, I do. Uh, so, so that brings us to Gio Reyna, who for BJ Callahan at the very least is, is a eight like, or, or a 10. Um, he is our best player. I, 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 I don't know what else there is to say about it. Um, he does things that nobody else can do. Um, I, you know, that that's tough. He is one of our two best players with Christian Pulisic. Um, but I, I don't know, like his stock goes up simply because every time I see him, he, he, he validates the theory. Um, and I, I hope he get he can stay healthy. That's like all I can say about it is that it, it seems like the only thing stopping him from being truly elite is health. You know, what was most interesting to me was um, the work rate. And I don't know if it's as a consequence of being a pseudo eight and a dual eight role, or if it's a change in coach, or he felt like he had something to prove post World Cup, or or just you know having been um, you know a bench player for Dortmund for the back half of the season or what. But usually when you saw him coming back to the top of the defense, it was to try and get the ball to get involved with the game. And just as often in these two games, I saw him coming back to try and close somebody out or close down a passing lane and be part of the defensive system. And that was actually the most surprising thing to me. And I think the place he demonstrated his biggest upgrade. We all knew that he had just so much sauce right we remember the crazy slow motion video where he dribbles through the entire defense from last year right we that exists and he's just going to keep getting better at that but if his commitment level or if he developed a new skill that allows him to be a participant in any capacity on the defensive side of the ball it's like that's revelatory that's that's incredible yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that I think, I think you're right. Like, I think that like the stock goes up because not because he, he made Jonathan Osorio look foolish because he's done that. It's because the defense, the de- the defensive commitment, the willingness to get stuck in and also the dropping deep to get the ball to make the right pass. Like how many times did we see him against Mexico? Like collect the ball, play it out to dust, collect the ball, play it out to, to, to way And just like, not like a, a, 
a super complicated pass right. or anything. Simple just like, passes, pass and right, move. Right, just like yeah. the right play. Um, Alan Senora didn't play much. I think that he's going to be a big part of the Gold Cup. Uh, or otherwise, he has the best agent in the world or uh, has dirt on somebody at USSF, which... I don't know. I saw him getting carried around the field by McKenney. So he he's clearly liked by his teammates and yeah, hopefully he can, he can show us what he's got in gold cup. There's, there's worse things to, to be than well-liked. Um, so uh, Christian Pulisic um, is, is very, very good. Uh, he didn't, Oh, I guess he did come off against Mexico and got a yellow card for it, um, <laughs> which was fun. Um, but he played essentially 180 over these two and, I just wish that he could play more. Like I, I, I hope that he leaves Chelsea. Chelsea appears to be selling half of its team to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, the PIF. Let's the, be right. very clear. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. Uh, uh, ben Salman doesn't have anything to do with this. It's not the government. It Everything's on the up and up. It's fine. Um, I, 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 I don't want to get into it because like, I don't have the wherewithal to get into a discussion about like countries using sports in any sort of fashion um, and, and anything else. But like, I think that the way that Saudi Arabia has gone about this without the underlying politics, like the fact that they have gone about it in this fashion is so funny to me. <laughs> like, it's just like, are we going to be subtle? Are we going to try and have like WWE here once a year? No, screw that. We're no. just going to bring everybody in. It's like, great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's go, go plaid all the way into hyperspace, all the way into hyperspace. Um, I, I actually, hold on while we're on that. Um, where do you space rank, balls? where do you, where do you rank space balls in your, in your Mel Brooks Pantheon? Wow. Yeah. Probably number two behind blazing saddles. Wow. Interesting. Those are both very formative for me. I don't know. It's been at least a decade since I've seen either. So this is not a current take. This is the the youth. That's speaking. yeah. That that that's uh, Blazing Saddles is one. Um, I'm I, I I don't I don't know that there's much argument about that. For me, it's it, Young Frankenstein is too. Also great. Um, uh, Young Frankenstein is 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 elite to me. Um, I think I, I think it's Spaceballs four. I think I watched Young Frankenstein too young to get it the first time, and it kind of tainted me forever. Ah, uh, it is. You should watch it like tonight. It's phenomenal. Like there, there are jokes. There are jokes in that movie. Like the the like even even like the dumbest subtlest joke, or not or dumbest unsubtle joke. The it's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. What's your name? It's Igor. I thought it was Igor. No, it's Igor. Kills me. It's such a dumb nothing joke that they, they all hit. It, it's so good. Um. Anyways. Um. So Christian Pulisic. Um. Hopefully not off to Saudi Arabia. Um. But hopefully off to somewhere else. I, I'm still holding out hope for Newcastle, which is owned by Saudi Arabia. Make no mistake, but not located in Saudi Arabia, which seems like a, a meaningful difference here. Um. Sure. But I. Yeah. It's fine. Um. I just don't want him to go to Italy because I, I don't I don't like watching Italian soccer to be to be frank. Like I was really stoked when McKenny was gone from Juventus, and if I have to watch more, that sucks. If he could go to Bundesliga, that would be great. That would work for me. I would welcome that change um, or that but, return. Yeah, out of Chelsea, out of Chelsea. Um, did and and so of the of the other um, wingers. I, 
Weya, I, I guess the thing I have to say about Weya is, um, A, we got to see him at fullback for 10 minutes against Canada, uh, which was pretty neat. Um, I, 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 I guess where he plays now for his club. I guess. Um, and I, you know, my, my, my view on Weya is, and is, is sort of the same as it always is. And that is that he is a locked in starter who gives us something that like kills. And it's like, I, I hate to be super American about this, but like, dude is fast and strong and that's worth something. He might be our most irreplaceable player. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like the particular skill set and drive that he brings and like that cutting edge to beat the guy, get around the corner and put the ball back into that legendary man city zone. I don't, I don't know who else replicates that other people get close. Like Christian does it sometimes, but that's not like his thing. Right. Wea is a very, very long scalpel and he is hyper precision. And like, we just don't have anybody else who does that on that level. It's it's sort of like the it's sort of like watching and I've, I've, I'm going to continue making this analogy because it makes so much sense to me. But it's like Wea does way more for other people with his speed than than is obvious, right? Like if you can take the top off of a defense, that gives a ton of room for say Reina and Polisic to operate. Yep. Um, and it's and it's why for like a long time I wanted him to be a single striker because like. At the very least, it takes the top off of a defense, but that brings us to Balogun, who had a goal that I don't think that we've had a striker capable of scoring against Canada since, I don't know, Dempsey? He hits the ball so hard and so fast. It's And, and like, after the Mexico game, I was like, he's, you know, he, he played in that Mexico game, like, not unlike a Josh Sargent, right? Like, he just, like, pressed hard and did everything right. Dropped Lots in. of good movement. Yeah. Right. And like, didn't come off and like, there was like, okay, whatever. And then he, that the goal against Canada was just something I've not seen from an American striker in a really long time. He almost got a second. If that Canadian defender wasn't just standing there on the line. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't take his leg off, honestly. <laughs> um, And like, it's so nice to have like that threat because like, Look, I love Josh Sargent and I love Ricardo Pepe and I love the rest of them. They don't scare people. You don't have to change your game plan. I think you might have to change your game plan because of Balogun. Uh, and that's cool. Um, For Pepe, the next dozen years. Right. Uh, because he is 21? Yeah, let's go with that. Let, sure, great. Um, and as for Ricardo Pepe, um, I'm super happy for him because he got a goal against Mexico. Beyond that, he's Ricardo Pepe. Like, he's he is who he is. He's just uh, going to keep getting better. He's 19. He's 19. And like he, and is the, is his move for sure? Or, or just, we're just assuming he's going to PSV. I think it's, let's call it in pencil. Okay. Um, And that's like, awesome. Like, that's like so perfect for him. I'm a little bit scared of a strike, a young striker killing it in that part of the world for us. And then making a move to Sunderland or whatever. <laughs> um, Like dear listener, uh, go back and look at Josie Altidore's record at Azad. It, it'll make you sad. So I think Pepe will have the advantage of not have to deal with the racial aspect. And I don't mean yeah. that just from like a pure, um, you know, skin color standpoint. I think a lot of people saw Josie and this has been very well documented. Big dude in the middle of the park, give him the ball. He's a hold up striker. 
He's never going to hold up striker. And and I don't think anybody's going to make that mistake with Pepe. So hopefully he'll at least someone will see him and use him the way that he's supposed to be used, which they didn't do for Josie for so long. So what's and, and, and dear listener, if you're, if you're saying to yourself like, wow, like I, I, I'm sure that we have moved on from like basic dumb racial stereotypes about and, and, and judging people based on how they look instead of how they play. Uh, and if, and if you think we've moved past that, just look at how Chelsea used Romelu Lukaku. Yep. Just, just look. He's not a hold-up striker, guys. Never has been. He's a Never. gentle striker. He's a run-in behind. Um, and so is Josie. And so is Pepe, but Pepe is, you know, 135 pounds. So what? <laughs> um, the last person uh, for, for stock up, stock down is um, Callahan. And Callahan Auto Parts... Um, Stock up <laughs> all the way up. I, I like, I don't know what job he's getting, but it's way better than whatever job he thought he was getting coming out of this. <laughs> I uh, mean, just, just to be able to resolve that uncertainty was so satisfying. Like nobody knew what was going to happen. And it's just like, Oh, this guy's just all gas, no brakes. Hell yeah. And then when he needed to put the brakes on, he did. It was just like, what, what is happening? This is, this dude just makes like very clear, rational decisions, understands the tools he has and how to use them. Yeah. What? Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so the, the, the thought that I had was like, um, do you ever see the replacements? No. Okay. Good film. Not great. It's fine. Gene Hackman, Keanu Reeves, pre John Wick. It's fine. Um, but it's, it's about like replacement players and strikes and whatever. Um, and like Gene Hackman, like plays a coach who was like brought out of retirement to coach the replacement players. And you're like, yeah, I get it. Like you don't have a job tomorrow regardless. So you might as well like just go for broke. And Callahan just went for broke. And he's a, it. yeah, he's a defensive coach by nature, apparently, um, which I think is very good for gold cup because I, I don't think that there's going to be an all gas, no breaks uh, aspect of that team. <laughs> Um, I think that that is going to be a lot of breaks for everybody. Um, but Callahan I, I exceeded my wildest expectations. Um, Couldn't I, have I, asked for anything better. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the the pool itself, oh, and, and Taylor Booth didn't play, um, which, okay. Okay. Yeah, like, it's fine. Um, so I, I guess like just sort of to, to, to put a bow on this, I, I think coming out of the Nations League, going into the Gold Cup, um, I'm, I'm pretty high on our, on our group. And especially one of the reasons I'm really high on our group is because like, I don't think that Greg Berhalter is dumb. And I don't think that he's as rigid as people think he is. Um, and I think that he probably looked at us humiliate our rivals. And he's probably going to take some stuff from that. Um, is he going to move to a four-two-three-one? Probably not. But does he need to? If he plays Geo as an eight, that's fine. Yeah. If, you know, if or or if he says like, "Hey, like my backup right back is actually Tyler Adams, um, and we can move Tyler to to right back and move some people around." Like, I think I think that this this whole experience has not only been positive from like the win shit thing, which is always good, but also from the like we got some answers, I think, to questions that I wanted answers to, right? Like, do we have a striker? Yes. Do we have a backup six? Yes. The thing I'm really curious about is to see, does, does 
he and the organization as a whole take this performance as a litmus test of what's possible or do they just chalk it up to a fluky window and i i hope that they take it as oh we we actually can do this and maybe that was always in the plan right like maybe bj just showed up and did what everybody told him to do and he didn't particularly have anything to do with it i don't know i'm not in those meetings um and maybe this is the progression we intended to make all along that you know we were building towards a defensively solid team going into the world cup because we knew we were young and and we knew we had good offensive tools that might be able to find a moment but really what we need to do was advance survive in advance and and we would retool and and you know refocus on a more offensive system going into 2023 only time is going to tell obviously but yep. if this is the new standard sign me up yep hell yeah um so we did get one question um on on the on the twitters um well technically we got two but garrett was screwing with me uh oh no to Sowie's always stock up don't don't at me i'm still holding on to it i don't care um, but the, the, uh, Ian Shank asks which of the injured guys who didn't play this month gets back into the 11 and who gets surpassed by U 20 guys or new to Europe players. Um, so I think of the, the injured players, he's talking about Adams and Reem. Um, Adams. Yeah. Adams starts like, he I mean, starts. I don't think we need Reem. Like it's great. It's, he's a safety blanket at this point. Yeah. Um, and then who gets surpassed by U 20 guys or new to Europe players. Um, I think like a lot of those guys who we've sort of made vague mention of, right? Like you're, you're talking about um, Zimmerman, uh, Acosta, Long, Roldan, Morris, Ariola. Um, that group, that cadre of aging out MLS types. Um, not that I look. I, I think that there's a role for Jordan Morris as, and it's as a striker, but. Um, like, I think that there's a role for Walker Zimmerman. I think he's good in the air. I think he's, he sets a really high floor. Um, you know, of the other guys, like, I don't know who you would see some really getting surpassed as much as just like, sort of like left behind, because like, I don't, I don't know that Cade Cowell is going to surpass Jordan Morris. He's just a younger version of the same dude. And like, fine. Like you flip one for the other, um, you know, with, with Reem, like you said, like, it's not that he's getting surpassed. It's just that like he's old, other people are younger and do similar things. And we might as well give the minutes to the young guys and like build that data set for them. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to in terms of like younger guys, I'm, I've decided that I'm, I'm going to go all in on Malik Tillman um, as the, as Gio Reyna's backup. Like I I want, I want Tillman as the Reyna backup. Um, And I'm very interested in that. So, um, if, uh, if you would like to, to, uh, follow, uh, Mick G on the Twitter, it's, uh, Oh, hi, Mick G. It's fairly straightforward. Uh, are you, you, apparently there, there's some writing going on or was going on back in the day. Long gone now, thankfully. Long gone. Um, but, uh, the internet is forever. So if you want to find it and send it to me, I I always appreciate these things. Um, that'll be harder to find than Kevin's Reddit handle. Please find it. Somebody. Um, you can find me, uh, at TLS TDS. That's usually me. Um, I have a personal account. I don't check it. I don't use it. Um, if you like, occasionally I'll forget to switch back and I'll like, you'll get like a music take on my, on my other one. But aside from that, um, we'll get our Instagram up and running just as soon as 
Mexico stops doing the chant. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, please, uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local stockbroker. Uh, remember, stock goes up. Um, and obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.